This sounds much better, actually. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I think I guess we'll use this as a window to get going then. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Okay. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Floating Upstream, the only podcast on the internet. Uh, no soundboard today. All my shit is fucked up. Hope everyone's having an amazing day. Welcome. Hi. I am joined here with uh, two of the most interesting penguins I have ever met. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zach Nash here. What's up, guys? As they, as they call him on the streets, Happy Feet. Yep, that's me. <laughs> and and chiming in, Mr. Popper himself. <laughs> it's Brandon. You've become such a dad now. <laughs> hey, I'm literally wearing dad jeans as as you say that to me. My entire body shape is a square. <laughs> you used to have so much promise and then you had a child. <laughs> the way funnier part is that's not the first or last time I'll hear that sentence <laughs> oh man so hey guys great to be here uh, the world has changed so much since the last podcast not the, list, um, not the, not the least of which being the fact that uh, basically the center of France is a giant moldering crater of fire at the moment. Well, they probably put out the fire at this point. Yeah, the fire is out, and I think they started doing some rebuilding, but uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. RIP Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame, man. That sucks. I thought it was pretty cool, though, that the, um, the organ is still intact. Um, yeah. And there's actually a lot of a lot of the important stuff is still there. It's just a lot of the artwork on the ceilings and stuff is just gone. The the thing I'm actually very curious about going forward is uh, I'm curious to see when they rebuild if they try to do something a tad more modern or if they literally just try to restore it to what it was. I I don't know. I I kind of hope they just restore it to what it was. You know, I mean. It won't be the original, but at least when you go, you'll have the impression of the original. Yeah, I guess so. Except there'll be, like, USB charging stations everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Built into every pew. Actually, do they actually do services at Notre Dame, or is it more like a historical building? I don't it's actually know. Tourist, it's a tourist building, but they use for a very, uh, I know, different formal state ceremonies they've used it but it's mostly a tourist destination so oil mogul weddings gotcha i um i feel like they're never going to release like the name of the guy who started the fire because i'm sure it was just an accident but like that dude he's he's got like a like a death you know people like are really into the notre dame cathedral so like well, it's, how fucking old is that building? <laughs> Say like 800 years old. Like, it's been around for forever. God damn. I'm, I'm Googling it. How old is Notre Dame? 856 years old. Shit. 
So I guess uh, keep an eye on the gallows or whatever else to see if any public executions happen or some mysterious bodies show up. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm, I'm sure the guy feels terrible. Like, I'm, I'm positive. I'm sure it wasn't, like, on purpose. I mean, I don't know, but... I hope it was, like, a priest, like, having an internship and it was, like, his third day. <laughs> <laughs> he just... Uh, he, the, the head priest kept telling him to tuck in his robe because otherwise he was going to trip, and he was like, yeah, whatever. And then he, like, <laughs> trips and drops fire oil everywhere. Yeah, or just, like, something dumb, like... Yes, <laughs> like the microwave and like the break room caught fire. Oh no, they didn't have a microwave and use sign. Oh no. <laughs> oh geez, they tried, keep it, they tried to keep it original. You know, they, they didn't want to put up any fancy signs that weren't original. <laughs> they, they didn't have microwave and use signs eight hundred years ago. So, It'd be weird if they did. <laughs> Just fortune tellers. <laughs> Yeah, they had, they had those, and this restroom is closed. Signs. <laughs> restroom. I think the I don't imagine there was a nonprofit or somebody like friends of Notre Dame or was there, I thought it was owned by the Catholic Church, but um, nonetheless, who's ever in charge of Notre Dame? I feel like they're missing an opportunity. They should totally do like a Netflix special, like highlighting the restoration process. And oh, I'm sure someone has. Netflix pay them a shit ton of money that then they can use to you know, restore the building. Were I a news outlet in France, that would I would literally be paying a dude for a shitty motel room so he can just be constantly filming that as it's happening. Yeah. Yep. I do have to say I think the discussion is pretty interesting and on the, pretty pertinent to I guess to Zach also. How they were talking about how like I mean, it's not in America, so I guess I understand. But how, like, all those French billionaires donated, like, $400 million in, like, two days. And, like, it, and the, I think somebody said it was, like, $75 million to, like, repair all the pipes in Flint or something. And it's, like, <laughs> I feel like you have to, like, put things into perspective. Not that, like, Notre Dame is not worth of being restored, but I think it's just kind of It, uh, Yeah. <laughs> I guess Flint had the uh, the poor choice of being a shitty poor town that fell by the wayside due to manufacturing costs and factories instead of having a church there. <laughs> I mean, Flint's all right. I live here, so you know it's it's you know, but like, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, Flint hasn't had clean in since it's been five years. Fuck. It's been five fucking years, and Flint has not had... I have teacher friends who don't have clean water coming out of their pipes. So, can people even shower in that water? I'm still kind of unclear on what the condition actually is. I mean, you can. It's just not healthy for you. It's just like... Jesus, um, God. It's just, it's just, it's just a terrible situation for people to be in, you know. That's why they they have like free water days at a lot of places, you know. Families can just pick up bottled water. God damn. And the problem is too, they don't know. There's like no official layout of the system, so like they don't know which houses, like or which grids have clean pipes and which don't. 
they had to like dig up everything to find out. Oh, so that's what the actual issue is. Sorry, you're cutting out a little bit there. It's probably my Wi-Fi, but um. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I was just like, I, I didn't know that's what the actual issue was. Is that there's no like formal documentation for all that stuff? Yeah, like apparently there was, and then it got lost, and uh, it fucked up. It was a, it was a city and. It was a city intern. It was his third day, and <laughs> and he didn't uh, read the microwave and you sign and. Uh, <laughs> <you know>. Oh no! <laughs> he just swept all the ashes for the for the city plans like under a rug or something, and he was like, "Oh, nobody will need that." Yeah, this won't come back to haunt me. <laughs> all right, so. Um, typically speaking in a two month span of time, people tend to watch things or, or absorb media to some degree. At least my statistics here seem to say that is a thing that human beings do. I I agree. I agree. So let's see here. Uh, mm, Hey, Brandon, how about you kick us off here? Have you watched anything or seen anything you find noteworthy? Dead silence. No? No. Okay. Fair enough. Hey, Zach, how about you? Um, all right. Well, I haven't seen Endgame yet. I really want to, and I need to see it, because otherwise my students are going to spoil it for me. I know that's going to happen. Um, but, okay, so I know we kind of talked about this last time, but I did finish Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and I kind of want to, like, I want to, like, you know, it's, I don't know if we need to have a whole discussion on it, but I think it's a better show than you're giving credit for. I have seen the ending. Brandon, are you speaking into your speaker? Because I can't hear you at all. I can kind of sort of hear him, but uh, yeah, he was—he was basically—he was still basically reiterating the fact that I don't like anything, and I'm a horrible, stupid baby, and I'm fat, and I'd never accomplish anything. <laughs> I think he's like in his kitchen yelling at his phone yeah, <laughs> from like the living room. My phone is right next to me. Hey, awesome! Good job. Yeah, that's you sound better now. Jesus, so, uh, so go back to insulting me. You're stupid, fat, and ugly. Okay, that's good. But I, well, I guess I don't know if you're gonna. I guess I don't really care about spoiling. I haven't finished Crazy Ex. Is Crazy Ex Girlfriend on Netflix? They just put season four out there, which is okay. the final season. Okay, I think I'm. I think I've only watched the first two. I can't remember. I wonder if they're going to put that live concert thing they did on Netflix they, as well. They did. They 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 oh, okay. put that at at the end of their season. They put that out there. So I mean, like I I have absorbed everything in relation to Crazy Ex Girlfriend because it is literally a vortex from which I cannot escape. <laughs> 
It, just, it seems like a show Kate would really like. I totally no, agree. Kate loves it. It's... Loves it. To, she has been in mourning since the show has ended. And that, and she, so we have Apple Music. And she, every time they put out the new music, she literally downloads every last bit of it. And all four seasons of that show's music have been on loop and shuffle for the entirety of time since that show has ended. I think it's... I think there's something like 157 songs, and it's it's all all the songs are created by Rachel Bloom, which is a, a crazy like she ha- it's her and her two songwriters, but like the lyrics and the melodies are all her, which is a crazy feat, you know. It is, and I mean I'm not not all the songs are like golden, but you know because. It's like any album. There's always like a couple dud songs, but like for the most part, she tries some really funny stuff. And I've been following her on her YouTube channel for a while because she's been posting music videos for like nine or ten years now. And then they gave yeah, her a she, show. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, like she's, she's a very funny person. She's a very funny show writer. And I... I mean, I think the CW gave her a good platform. It would have been really interesting to see her show on, like, HBO or Showtime. Um, so maybe she could get away with some of her more raunchy stuff. But, you know, for network television, she wrote some really kind of risque and funny stuff, you know. I, I'm i not discounting any of the hard work she has done. I'm not discounting, like, anything like that. I From the beginning, I have constantly just said, no, it's not for me. It doesn't quite show. Like, if anything, that's the thing I'm actually curious about is I feel like if she's smart, she is talking to Hulu or Netflix or somebody about moving a production like that to a streaming service where she has even less, like, regulation on what she has to do and someone can just cut her a check. Mm-hmm. Because like yeah, that's my whole thing. Like "fuck ton of cats" is a really fucking funny song, but it is way funnier when it is not like cleaned up for television. Like a lady just crazily saying "fuck ton of cats," "fuck ton of cats," "fuck ton of cats." Like that's really funny, but yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. And you can't uh, do that on the CW. <laughs> college humor and funnier die. They produced a couple of her music videos. Like, she has a whole music video about how she's in love with the sci-fi author Ray Bradbury. Yep. It's called yep. Fuck Me, Ray Bradbury. Fuck, fuck Me, Ray Bradbury. Yeah, I've seen that, too. And she also got, yeah, she got, like, a video where she, like, takes it, like, she takes her friend's aunt, like, she steals popular people's animals and, like, dresses them up. And yep. So it's like, you know, there's, there's a lot going on. It's very funny. But I, yeah, I get like the whole CW format, like twenty-two episodes, like hour long. It's like they're, they can, be, they can give, it could be a little too much. And uh, the one thing I will say, Kate has had reservations about with this last season is, uh, and this is this isn't really Rachel Bloom's fault. It's more uh, the guy that originally played Greg. I think his name is the bartender guy yep. that had like alcoholism. Like he didn't come back because he smelled actual like stage work money, and he said, "Fuck y'all, I'm out." And uh, and he did not come back. And instead, they hired um, dude whose name I do not remember. But uh, he's uh, he's on P- Pitch Perfect, I think. Yeah, Skylar Ash- Ashton. 
Yeah, that guy. Um, and uh, and she lo- and she loves that dude too. Like when Pitch Perfect came out, I literally had to hold a drool bucket under Kate's face whenever he was on screen. But uh, but uh, yeah, she she does. But like she's never she like <laughs> actively holds it against that actor that he's not he's not the guy that played Greg, but. Yeah, because Greg was, I mean, Greg was pretty cool. I mean, he was definitely like, but yeah, the actor, he's hes just been on Broadway ever since leaving the show. So it's, he hasn't had time to come back and do it. But at least they address it in a funny way. Like they acknowledge. Yeah, I, pre- I appreciate that it's like self-aware of the fact that uh, like, like they at least call out weird like misgivings with uh, what they have to do for the production cycle or something like that as like an in-joke. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, so I think he, he does he does as good of a job as you can do, you know? Sure. So how'd you feel about the ending? I, okay, I kind of... How does it end again? I know she goes on like three dates. I might have been a little drunk when I watched it. (laughs) She goes on three dates and then she chooses. Oh, yeah, she chooses none of them. And she it's basically like an origin story for her life, I guess, you know, where she starts writing music because like all these thoughts are in her head. I mean, I thought it was interesting. Um, I kind of guessed that. They were going to go with the plot where she doesn't pick any of them. But yeah. I didn't know it would be like, oh, I'm a songwriter now. Well, yeah, Kate Kate was also like a little underwhelmed about it just more because like it felt very predictable to what they probably would have done anyway. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I might be the minority team to fan. That dude was uh it's pretty dope. <laughs> so your team Daniel. <laughs> yeah, Nathaniel, he was uh I I don't know. Maybe just I like the underdog cuz I I definitely knew if she had to be with someone it wasn't going to be him cuz they introduced him in the story so late. But I don't know. Fair enough. Uh, Brandon, any thoughts on the matter? <laughs> I think he fell asleep. I think so too. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Because <laughs> I don't even see any audio things coming from him. Yeah, I think he's asleep. I think. I think. This is a great well, episode. He's a you know busy guy, I guess. He's a busy guy. Um, I had so, to take my dog out. Oh, okay. Uh, any so any th- um, so you've only seen the first two seasons. You haven't seen the ending or anything, Brandon. Of Crazy Girlfriend, no. Are you excited to? I mean. Eh. <laughs> You just you defend the show staunchly when I'm talking shit about it with Kate, and yet, and yet your reaction is, eh. Well, obviously, if I'm two seasons behind and I didn't know the show ended, I'm obviously not that invested. Fair enough. 
Now, I if they made a music, I think it's an intro. I think it's an interesting the way they did show, and I think it's also good that for society to get like because Zach. Well, you guys can correct my front. I'm pretty sure because I guess the end of season two, maybe if that's where I ended. She has a mental illness, right? That's why the songs are like hallucinations or something. Um, yeah, I don't know if the songs are directly tied to her mental uh, illness, but they, she definitely does, and they de- they definitely address it in a pretty um interesting way. You know, like they don't just like cover it up. It's like kind of like a recurring problem that this character has. Yeah, so I think talking about mental illness is important societal. It is. It absolutely is. And uh, what I like about the show, too, it doesn't just drop plots out of nowhere. Like, there's a plot where she helps out all these prisoners in this jail for, like, an episode. Like, it was, like, a main plot. She says, okay, I'm going to keep helping. And they actually keep coming back to her helping out or her friend helping out. Yeah. I just, I love, like, sitcoms in the 90s where, like, you'll see, like, a new girlfriend or a new friend. It's like, oh, you really helped me learn something. You know, we're going to be friends forever. And then you never see them again. (laughs) (laughs) They stop existing. They just die off screen or something. The world resets and their existence is erased from history. (laughs) um, Okay, so there's a funnier die... A uh, series called Zach Morris's Trash. I don't know if you've seen I any of their videos. Love Zach Morris's Trash so fun. Even just the theme song. The theme song is what sold me. Zach Morris's Trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god! The one where they're explaining the one where he he pretends to be a Native American and he has fucking Screech dress up like a Native American. <laughs> is I'm like- just thinking that. It's the greatest fucking because it's a hundred percent accurate. He is the trashest human being on the face of the planet. <laughs> yeah, I know. it He's hurts. A pretty, a pretty shitty person. Brandon, have you seen that? Because that is honestly, if you like binge watching, that is the best thing in the world to binge watch for like six hours. I've never heard of the show. Oh, Wait, you've God. never seen Saved? Have you never have you watched Saved by the Bell? Yes. Well, do you remember Zach Morris? Is that a character name or an actor name? Yeah, he, well, it's a character name. It's the uh, it's basically the lead character. He's the blonde, handsome guy that has like his hair yeah, slicked back most of the time. He's a pretty blonde guy. I know who the pretty yeah. blonde guy is. Okay, so this entire YouTube series is dedicated to how trash he is and how awful of a human being he is. Does he make this himself? No. <laughs> I I don't even know what that actor is doing now. So it's not about him. No, no, it's about the character. Oh, what's mean? The actor is like he seems like a really nice guy. The actor, I'm sure. Is that what you're saying? It's about it's about the character in the show Saved by the Bell, and it's just uh, some. I think it's just a dude from Funny or Die. I think right. (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess I thought you meant they were. Like, it was about like the actor who played the Saved by the Bell guy was the lead show character. No. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
No, no. It's just a show highlighting how much of a human pile of waste and monster Zach, <laughs> Zach Morris is. Okay. He is a monster. I always see, I see Roku on the Funnier Die channel, and I've never watched you, you can watch it on there, and I think it's also just on YouTube. No, I don't watch YouTube. I don't understand people that watch YouTube. Why on earth do you know? YouTube know. is great, man. YouTube has YouTube's a lot of... YouTube's amazing. Yeah. I just think it's... I don't know. I don't know a YouTube watcher. That's where I, I get I was... my news. That's where I get my news in politics, honestly, because... Oh, God. That explains CNN, so much. CNN sucks. Yeah, that CNN explains. does suck. BBC Everything. sucks, too. All of it sucks. Yep. Why you and me disagree on all our politics, Zach? Well, I mean... You got to know where the, you mean, like CNN, like CNN's owned by Comcast and Comcast gave like Joe Biden, like millions of dollars for his campaign. So obviously you're going to do CNN. First of all, you keep thinking all I watch is like bubbled (laughs) corporate news. That's why you don't watch No, I'm just saying that's why I don't watch it. Because like there's a lot of big money involved. Like, and it's same with Fox News. Fox News is shitty, too, you know. But, but Brandon, that's why you have that Fox News logo tattooed across your chest. <laughs> you and your hatred for corporate money. <laughs> okay, so you are you defending Fox News? Cause... No, I'm not defending t- Fox News. It just, Zach's hatred of corporate world drives me nuts. I don't hate corporations. I don't think that they have any business. Hello? Hi. Sorry. Um, I was, okay. was going to say, you, you slightly disappeared there. It was like a yeah, weird I, cut off. The, the Wi-Fi is a little, it's a little spotty. I was going to say, I, I don't hate corporations. I don't think they have any business in our policy. I agree. Yeah, but unless everybody wants to pay a subscription fee for news, you're, you're not going to get you know, news. You have to pay those people money. YouTube is, well, yeah, YouTube is, how YouTube is set up is, you know, they have ads, right? So it's, like, really independent from advertisers, you know? Like, you don't get to pick the ads on your channel. The one other thing I'll say is Patreon and, and, uh, like, supporting platforms like that have actually made independent news outlets a bit more of a viable solution. Yeah. I agree. I just watch PBS news. But not even that, you know, it's just like what I like about the YouTube model is you don't have to like you can have advertisers, but you know, all the ads are just random. You don't really get to pick the ads that are Yeah, I was gonna say it's just like a fucking like detergent ad before I watch something on Syria. <laughs> uh I forget how the fuck we even got on that. <laughs> but um Let's see. I want to talk about the Disney Plus upcoming streaming service. Yeah, man. It's got all fucking 30,000 seasons of The Simpsons. <laughs> 6,000 episodes. 4 billion hours of, of relatively meh television. You know, seasons 2 through 9 are pretty good. See, I'm a big fan of, like, 3 through, like, 13. I literally have on my laptop on, like, my private Plex server that I can just watch when I want to. Yeah, no, those are good seasons. 
Now, the one thing I'm desperately praying is that I hope Disney is smart enough to not do the fucking awful thing FX did when they acquired, like, Simpsons reruns. Did you guys notice that? When they just played them on a stream for, like, weeks at a time? Well, there's that, but there's also the fact that they fucking... The older episodes that are not in 16 by 9, they fucking zoomed in the footage so that way there's no black bars, but it also cuts off about 20% of the screen on the top and bottom. I didn't notice that. It ruins visual jokes. Right. Yeah. Gives me conniption fits. Start biting my lips. That's it. That's... Yeah. Yeah. I get they probably don't want it to look crappy, but also, you know. At some point, it's old. Like, Yeah. Like, if you want to play the old thing, play the old thing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be like me cr- going into, like, Citizen Kane and cropping off 20% of the screen and just zooming it in. Yeah, I'm looking at a couple of still images or, like, like GIFs of, like, what they cut. And yeah. it's like a lot of like weird like texts are cut and because of the zoom in. Well, there's also even like it ruins certain jokes because like I remember watching an early episode where somebody's like, "Oh, I won't take duff. I'll take one of those fancier duffs." And then like the yeah. <laughs> they're they're pulling the thing and like it ruins the joke because all you see is the beer tap itself. You don't see that like both levers just go to the exact same <laughs> the exact same spout. <laughs> so yeah. they're getting the exact same beer. It ruins the joke. It just irks me. It's so, so funny how The Simpsons was. It's so crazy their plot development. Like they'll start the episode like doing one thing and it'll end. Like it's just crazy each episode. Like yeah. what whirlwind it kind of takes you on. It is. Yeah. Good show. And. uh I it, and it's also just weird, just because uh, Simpsons was as anti Disney as humanly possible for like two decades. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but you know, uh, okay, um, yeah. So I was gonna say Hulu and Seinfeld had a similar problem when Hulu started going on Seinfeld. They had some weird cropping, like they did a zoom in and a lot odd. It it kind of like ruined. It, I didn't watch it on like it only happened for the first couple seasons, but um, oh, okay. yeah, it's like a weird problem. You don't, I wouldn't really think about when you take something to a, um, you know, a different platform. Yeah, I guess trying to outweigh like uh, like audience expectations and um, and like what you have. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay. So Disney Plus over under here. Gargoyles. What's the what's the percentage chance that they have gargoyles or Darkwing Duck? Okay, who owns gargoyles? I'm pretty sure it's Disney. All right, then why not? I mean, all I'm saying is, didn't they say they're gonna have like thousands of hours of like Disney Channel? Yeah, but if it's just all their new shit, like like I would have anti interest, literal anti interest, if it's just all their new stuff. Well, no, yeah, I'm hoping they're going to have, like, some of the... I liked the Disney shows I grew up on. I think these new ones are this Gen Z, whatever generation, their TV shows suck, but... I like yeah, but every, every old person says that. 
I mean, uh, because it's true. <laughs> well, my only thing is like, I actually sit down and like go through a lot of it. And honestly, my one thing I would say is I feel like Cartoon Network has gone out of its way to get a lot of the more interesting writers and cultivate like a much interesting group of writers. Like they, they have been riding off the coattails of uh, Adventure Time's entire clan of writers for a decade because every time two or three of those people that worked on adventure time go off and do their own thing it also becomes a massive thing yeah See, actually i hate that whole generation of like adventure time and all the all the weird how are you car- all the how are you gonna cartoons. hate i feel like the writers were on acid trips when they make i hate those cartoons how are you gonna awesome. hate on on regular show how on earth are you gonna hate on actually, Gravity actually, Falls. Excuse me. I actually like Regular Show. Regular Show is fantastic. Re- regular Show literally did. I don't a, like a, Adventure Time. Um, it's like Gumball and Friends or whatever the ones that I feel like somebody was on a mushroom. See, I wasn't. I wasn't crazy about Gumball until the second somebody pointed out that they literally made an entire episode that is a parody of a fucking French election. And all of the characters are playing these incredibly specific references to politicians from like the late nineties. It's kind of fantastic. So I've never seen. I don't watch a lot of Cartoon Network, now. and it's like as long as it's like still maintaining like a certain quality, then it's good. Like there's definitely a time, like early 2000s Cartoon Network when they tried to do, like, live-action stuff that was just really bad. Oh, yeah, like, literal literal anti-interest, honestly. Yeah. But it seems like they got their shit together now, and they're doing a lot of so. And, like, you know, how are you going to hate on Steven Universe, man? Like, I'm not a fan of that show either, but that show had a literal fucking lesbian wedding airing on regular kids programming television. At a normal fucking time. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. Who owns Cartoon Network? Uh, Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. No. So AT&T now? Yeah. Yeah, AT&T. Mm. <laughs> time Warner. <laughs> I'm, surpri- I'm surprised they haven't done a streaming option. No, well, okay, so the weird part is they, they do... but I don't think really counts, but... Well, like, they do... Cartoon Network. You can still Cartoon Network does have an actual like streaming service, but like I think to watch some of it, you have to be connected to a cable. It's not really like I guess it's not like what I consider a real. They have an app, which I think is different than a streaming service. Like they have the app you can download on Roku, but you have to log in with like your Direct TV or whatever. I don't consider that a streaming service. Cartoon Network has like the weirdest business ventures ever anyway, considering they also have Adult Swim, which is as like anti everything else they do as humanly possible. Oh, you got a bucket? Um, but yeah, because like um, I remember like the early, early, early years of Adult Swim <laughs> being these just weird as fuck made on somebody's fucking shitty laptop in a basement somewhere at three oh. in the morning and that's and that's your lineup. That's what you got. Well then they bought they bought like Family Guy when yep. it was still not very popular and like Fox canceled it. 
So they bought it super cheap, and that's that's definitely helped Adult Swim survive just because, um, you know, watching those Family Guy reruns got them a lot of money. Yeah, and the Futurama reruns, and then eventually they got Rick and Morty, and now it is, instead of Adult Swim, they've changed it to the Rick and Morty hour, and they just, and now it's just Rick and Morty all the time. When is that coming back? Uh, later this year, I think. Cool. Is what I've heard. That's yeah, a funny man. show. That's a funny it show. It is. I don't think I have the like frothing at the mouth love for it that some people do, but I do enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Speaking like, somewhat of, um, while we have Disney on topic, how do you think Disney having Hulu is going to affect like Hulu kind of was cool because it was more tried to be more or less. It was a little more, you know, independent because the big three or whatever came together as a, to make it. But now they're like Disney has the majority stake. Yep. Is there any worry that it's going to be become ABC exclusive or some of the other shows are going to get kicked out or the lineup's going to become narrow, et cetera, et cetera? I think they're going to gut everything and destroy it in three years time. Wow, that's a pretty... If I'm if I'm Disney and I have that kind of coin to drop on just The Simpsons and Hulu, I don't plan on having it just go the way it is currently going. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't think they really like I don't I don't know if they bought. I feel like Hulu was like an add-on that they got, but I don't think they necessarily bought 21st Fox just to get majority control of Hulu. I don't think No, that. they just want majority control of media in general and oh. and Fox uh, 21st Century Fox was the first step in that. Yeah, I guess. So, are you guys saying that like Disney is basically going to like scrape out Hulu until it's like nothing? That's exactly what I'm waiting for with The Simpsons for sure. I think they're going to gut like 99% of the writing staff and everyone that involves that, and they're going to take it over. I'm willing to bet there's going to be an animation change, and I think an entirely new cast of writers. That is my prediction, like right now. I'm sure they probably have like a season or two already in like production pipeline that they can't stop, but give it like three years, more than willing to bet. Yeah, well, some of my more concern was well, some of the stuff like Disney doesn't have full control over what you're talking about is Hulu originals but I'm talking about how like like I like Superstore which is an NBC show but ABC and NBC are competitors so now that Disney owns Hulu is like NBC show is going to get kicked off of Hulu you know what I'm willing to bet's probably going to happen they're probably going to make the stakes shittier on whatever revenue split there is for those other networks. And they'll eventually just be encouraged to make their own app and those won't work. And then they will just fold into Disney. I wonder if NBC and Netflix will do something. Cause a lot of NBC shows are already on Netflix. Maybe. CW as well. I keep waiting for for CW to just like cut a deal with Netflix at some point. I mean, besides the comedy specials and a few shows, I don't watch too many Netflix originals. Like I've I've been going to Netflix. I like I check Netflix every once, like every couple of days, and I haven't seen anything recently that I've been super like interested in watching. 
Well, so it's actually funny you bring that up because I actually have been watching a Netflix original that I fucking adore. Uh, Kate hates it to literal death. Uh, she wishes it would die, but uh, uh, I've been watching one called uh, Ryalakuma and uh, Kaoru. Junior anime. It's not an anime. Oh. <laughs> it, is a, it is a stop motion animation series. And when I... It's an animation series. It's, I guess so. <laughs> okay, it's stop, it's stop, it's stop motion anime. Um, that, when I say this show is fucking gorgeous, I'm not even kidding, because, like, so every last little bit of this show is, is stop motion animation, and they have gone through so many painstaking little details. She has tiny cups in her, it's not just a picture of a bunch of cups in her cupboard for this little model, they made tiny little teacups sitting in this tiny little cupboard with a glass door that she walks past every day and once in a while opens and like they'll make food and they actually go through the painstaking process of adding extra layers of like brown and black and mixing it together so she accidentally burnt the food like it's fucking amazing looking um and it's it's also a very interesting show to watch because it is it is lighthearted and not a very hard watch, but I definitely don't think it is made for kids. Mm-hmm. Primarily because, like, there is a lot of plot lines about it. Follows this, uh, like, probably late twenties, early thirties, something lady who lives in a major city. She works for a corporation who actively does not fucking care about her or anyone else that works there. With like one of the opening scenes being the boss being like, "Hey, be sure to cut down on overtime. Uh, we're reducing new employees by about forty percent. Have a great day, everybody." Um, and that kind of stuff. And like, she doesn't have any dating prospects. She doesn't have a lot going on in her life. And in the meantime, she also has these two living stuffed bears that just kind of live in her apartment with her. And one of them sleeps all the time, and the other one likes to clean and finds like coins in the couch cushions. Hmm. It's uh, it is a very, it is very charming. It, it's very much like a coming of age style story, but it's not necessarily very sad about it. In fact, most of the time, it's actually her kind of coming to a realization of like half the episode. She'll be like, "Oh man, I can't." Because her mom keeps encouraging her to come back to the like farmland and and help them out with that stuff because her her life isn't really going anywhere otherwise. And ultimately, instead of like having to choose between city life or helping her parents, you know, she makes the more adult realization of oh, I can just do both. It doesn't technically one is not exclusive to the other <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, what is it called again? Rilakuma and Kauru. So hard. How do you spell that? R E A L. R I L A. Kuma. And uh, and Kauru. K A O N A. I think if you just search Kauru in Netflix, uh, you would probably find it. K Y U, you said? What'd you say? K A O N. Wait. K A O R A. K a o r a 
Netflix doesn't do this for every show, but it it does like here's the cast, and then like this show is blank and blank. So I just looked it up. I was like, this show is underrated. <laughs> That's the Netflix description. Uh, funny. I um I have really I've really enjoyed my time with it. It's like little twelve minute episodes, and there's thirteen yeah. episodes and. It, uh, I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. I find it very charming. We kind of talked about this last week, but that might be a perfect show for me because my attention span is so low. Like, <laughs> I won't watch an episode of Veep, which I, like, I'll, I'll watch the show, but I'd rather watch, like, two-minute clips of, like, interesting scenes on YouTube and I could do that Damn. for like hours straight. Word. <laughs> Word, brother. I don't know why that is. It's just that's just how my brain functions. But uh yeah, I mean if if you get a chance to watch it, I even just the pacing feels fantastic. Like every episode feels like just the perfect length. Most of the episodes are self-contained and don't have a lot of like connection to one another necessarily. It's cool. um it's a, it's really awesome. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, Netflix originals as a whole. I feel like they're almost. I feel like at this point they're doubling down on just acquiring big rights names instead of the original stuff because I think they're bleeding too much money from that stuff. Did you watch Love, Sex, and Robots? Uh, I watched I like. I watched various ones of them. Oh my gosh, the cat one was great. Yeah, there's a couple that were really good. A couple yeah, were. I skipped around right. it. The garbage guy, the garbage, the trash guy one was good too. I thought it, this description is very interesting. Love, sex, and robots. Is it? Yeah, it's what like an anthology you series. Haven't seen, you haven't seen? I can't believe you haven't seen that. And there's different, there's different animation styles for each episode. Yeah, I like that part of it. And none of the episodes really tie in together. And they're all various lengths. Like, first is like 15, and then there's like an eight minute one. Oh, okay. It's really good. I mean, it's really good to sit down and watch a few of them. I really like the ones, and there was like these farmers that were fighting off these like giant. Like these alien type things and like these weird mechs. That was really dope. Okay. Did you watch that one, Brandon? I didn't see that one. Did you see the the uh, cave explorer vampire one? Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty solid. That was really. Wait, the cave the cave explorer is a vampire, or he finds a vampire? They fight. They fight vampires. Okay. Interesting. And I feel like I don't remember what team made the show, but they did some stuff on Adult Swim. Hmm. I don't remember. Sounds intriguing. Uh, let's see. The other thing I uh, I guess while I'm I guess while I was still talking about things I was watching, uh, I also. I also rewatched uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion because uh, Netflix 
acquired the license to that recently, and I'm willing to bet that's probably why they're another $2 billion in debt, because good fuck. Uh, and I was curious to rewatch it before they put it back on Netflix, because apparently they're redubbing that show. Weird. Uh, and yeah, I guess for people that don't know that are listeners that don't know what Neon Genesis Evangelion is, it is maybe the most influential thing of the last 20 years, <laughs> but you know, it's fine. Side note, like- Doug, do you know where to find a good English version of Sailor Moon? Uh, Hulu, actually. Really? I didn't like the Hulu one. Really? I didn't think they did a good job of like. Oh, are you talking about the like the actual quality of the voice acting? Yes, I want like I like I watched like the future. Nah, what was what was that Cartoon Network thing kids watched after school? Tsunami. Tsunami. Yeah, I like what whoever made the Tsunami ones. It was like a good English voice. I don't want a dubbed one. I want like one that's done in English or I don't know. Whatever that one was, that one was good. I can't watch dub shows. It drives me. I can't do it. Uh, Oh, you mean shows speaking the original Japanese. Uh, Hulu has Hulu has English dubs of Sailor Moon on Netflix, but uh, if you want something that's a tad less old, what I would probably suggest for you is uh, Sailor Moon R which is literally Sailor Moon remake where they are remaking that entire show with modern animation and like a modern, like English cast. Hmm. I believe that is also on Netflix. If I believe that's also on Hulu. If it's not, I would suggest like uh, Funimation has a pretty good um, Roku app that uh, you can watch with ads. So hmm. good to know. Funimation actually has a really fucking awesome deal on their streaming stuff where you, I think it's like six ninety nine a month, and you literally get the ability. It's literally called the share with friends pack because you literally get you can activate it on four other devices, and you get local downloading and uh, and Japanese or English audio. And for the most part, you can actually watch it like simul dub, where they actually dub the episode of an air a currently airing show as it's airing in Japan. Hmm. Didn't didn't uh, Amazon buy Funimation? I think so. I forget. Okay, good to know. But uh, yeah, uh, I guess my last thoughts on Evangelion. The end of Evangelion is still probably my favorite movie, where the main character is crying and masturbating at the beginning and end of the movie, and it's plot relevant that he's doing so. <laughs> 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 that I'm going to be very interested when that comes to Netflix because I can't wait for a whole new group of like teenage kids that are like, "Whoa, cool robots!" and <laughs> and, then, and then the creators like, "Why are you here for robots? I'm here to talk about how much I hate my dad and my job." <laughs> Evangelion's awesome. <laughs> I um I never really got into Sailor Moon like I just I, mean, I think I watched it when I was too young and it turned me off like to it um I still have no idea what it's about like I couldn't I know there's I three girls Sailor and a cat I wanted to bang Sailor Moon that was why there you go well that's why he's into blondes is because he saw Sailor Moon as a kid that's true that's probably not gonna lie that's probably <laughs> part of it. 
Um, but uh, yeah, Sailor, so Sailor Moon's plot is slightly difficult to dissect because there is literally a part involving time travel later on. But uh, I mean, I really, good, I think it was a good like girls empowerment cartoon. There wasn't a lot yeah. of those back then. I feel like absolutely girls. Powerpuff Girls is fine, but it's not Sailor Moon. Powerpuff Girls was dope. I mean, horrible, horrible. The Powerpuff Girls remake was. Oh my god! Oh man, that shit was so awful. Oh yeah, fucking butters, fucking bubbles, doing a me gusta face, and half of the jokes in the show are literally just memes with no context. Yeah. What pisses me off the most is the original voice actor. They they heard they were doing a remake and they got real excited. Cool, and then they didn't even like contact them and like <laughs> they were like, "Nah, we want to do this. Like, we're really we're really invested because they still go to cons and shit." And then their that's Cartoon Network or whoever it was was like, "Nah, nah." <laughs> but oh, that sucks for them. Yeah, it does. I mean. They're still alive. I mean, it wasn't even that long showing. Yeah. Then again, I'm I'm waiting for more of those remakes to start happening anyway. Like I'm waiting for like Dexter's Lab and Johnny Bravo to all of a sudden get like reboots all of a sudden, and that'll be fucking weird. I would love a Dexter's Lab remake. I think it could be good. It could be, but uh, I still think it'll be weird. Probably. I remember Dexter's Lab was never a show I was like super, super, super into, but I remember there being an episode in which he grows a beard and he is somehow default by default a superhero because he has this beard. Everything is going great in his life and he literally stops, stops an armed bank robbery with another dude who also has a beard and that's the whole episode is beards are awesome and I'm willing to bet that's the psychological need of why I need a beard at all times. <laughs> That was a pretty good episode. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you the plot of a lot of episodes. I just thought the Secret Lab was really cool. So, like, the animation and how they... You know, I just thought that was a like, really cool idea as a kid, you know? And I think, like, as a kid, you don't really look at plot stuff. Like, you know, at least I didn't. Like, I was just like, oh, this is cool, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like the opening title sequence when you go into the lab, you know, it's like it's uh, it's good. Yeah, I also remember like my other favorite thing being uh, that his monkey is secretly a fucking like Power Ranger with a fucking mech that occasionally just fights giant monsters. Yep. Was his name literally just Monkey? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I like that. I think it was. Was it there was the monkey? I'm trying to remember. There was a couple of characters that had like those weird side episodes. I think maybe Monkey was the only one. For some reason, I'm feeling like there's one other. Well, he had like these robots that like started gaining sentience and they decided to take a day off. Yeah. And then, like, he, at the end, he basically is like a mom. Or something weird. Let's see. 
<laughs> this was a weird like nostalgia train for us to just go down. Um, let's see here. What the fuck were we even? Were we still talking about Disney Plus? <laughs> was that what we were talking about? I said Powerpuff Girls remake sucked, and then we. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Sailor Moon's great. Powerpuff Girls is. Uh... <laughs> That's the lesson of the day. Yeah. You know what's also weird? I found I found this show on Netflix and it clearly aired somewhere, but I can find almost no information on it. So there was a Powerpuff Girls Z in which it is animated far more like Dragon Ball and it is still the original voice actors. Huh. I can figure out almost nothing about this show. There's a bunch of episodes on Netflix, but I can't find it like actually packaged anywhere. I can't find DVDs anywhere. I can find out very little information about it. Maybe it's a secret Netflix original. Oh, that'd be sick. Um, the anime is co-produced by Cartoon Network, Cartoon Network Japan. Huh. Um, hmm. So I think I think it was like a maybe just like a Japan. Had fifty-two episode series. It was fifty-two God episodes damn. from two thousand six to two thousand seven. Fuck. That's like an episode a day. That's crazy. That is crazy. Or like fifty-six weeks in a year, an episode a week. Oh, that was fifty-two um, weeks in yeah, a year. That's what I mean. Fifty-two. Yeah. <laughs> Zach is shaping young minds. <laughs> I don't the teach them. You know. I don't teach them calendars. I want you to specifically tell those kids every time they come into class there are fifty six weeks in a year. Never forget. It's like I thought we were just going to sing today, but this guy. There's. <laughs> he keeps pointing at his flat Earth globe. <laughs> oh man! Oh I man! Have you guys? Yeah. That was a that was a scene. Was he serving I, you food? No, he he was just like I'm just like saying some shit. Like, yeah, some people are crazy. Some people believe the Earth is flat. He's like, well, I saw this really interesting YouTube video. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, like, no, nah, this? this can't be good. Who was this? Um, I mean, I don't want to say his name. But well, I mean, like, uh, it's, it was his at college, or he went there, but he wasn't it's his an boss. <laughs> Did you say he was an Alpha E? No, he wasn't an Alpha E. <laughs> Is that like a wink? You're like he secretly was an Alpha. No, no, he's definitely not. We wouldn't let in, someone in that stupid, but uh, you know. Uh, I'm just saying. Have, uh, have you guys have you guys seen that fucking Netflix uh, documentary about about flat Earth called Beyond the Curve? Yeah, I did. I heard God. about this. I never got around to watching it. God. I think literally my favorite part about it is eventually it stops being about flat earth and it starts being about the internal politics of people that believe in flat earth. Hmm. Cause at some point your question is like, at what point is the line where these other people I'm attracting that are saying, yeah, the Jews own all the banks and also these vaccines though. <laughs> at what point do you need the numbers and you start accepting these other people that have maybe slightly more dangerous beliefs? 
Yeah. I just it's, never uh, bought into I never bought into the why. Like why would someone lie about it? <laughs> like what's the point? Yeah. Why? Also like it's so you can you can go around the earth. You can't do that if it's flat. No, you just fall off. You can take a boat and go around the earth. It happens all the time. You can't prove that. Yes, I can. You yes, I no, can. you just no, you just you just uh, you just do what uh, the Mayflower did, and you accidentally go around Africa or whatever the fuck he did, and <laughs> you just land in America again. God, it's just so... <laughs> it just makes my head hurt. Like, what? Do you not believe math is real? Like, the concept of math, either? Uh, hey, I'm just saying there's some questions. <laughs> there's not any questions. <laughs> we figured this out in, like, the 1600s or something. <laughs> I, I don't know if they still have it, but I do appreciate... I did appreciate... I know I've brought this up before, but I love that NASA had, like, a uh, a digital display out on the side of the the international space station that was facing the curvature of the earth. And it was just displaying like random tweets. They were pulling about flat earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then like they have like videos of like the earth and it's obviously not flat. And then it's like, no, those aren't real. Now, the one other thing I will say is pretty good in that in that documentary, though, that I do appreciate is that they do. There is somebody who I don't remember if it's a TED talk or what, but it's somebody who's like, so we're going to talk about Flat Earth for a minute. And most of the audience is like, bah, we work for NASA <laughs> and that. But uh, he he does bring up one really good point that is kind of more tragic than it is like funny in that like. The people that actually that feel the need to question this stuff, had they been given like better tools and a better like direction in life, they would be scientists and they would be putting their energy towards like more productive things, but they got stuck somewhere and now they're just flat all about flat earth. Um, nah, I feel like these people are too dumb to like be scientists. <laughs> Like I get where you're coming from. Like I get the idea that like you have a lot of you have a lot of energy, and you're promoting. Like you obviously well, feel passionate about this, but you're just well, really wrong. Well, that is that is like how science progresses, though. Is you do need people that actually challenge norms and like question things around them. That's how we. That is that's true. how we get that a fucking. True. That is how we get a picture of a fucking an actual, like photo of a black hole. Yeah, I mean you're right. Like, you but shouldn't just take something at face value. Yeah, you but. should make an educated decision. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not calling all flat earthers secret geniuses. I'm just saying it's it's sort of tragic that we ha- that I'm sure we've lost a couple of people that would have actually been valuable to intellectual communities purely because of flat Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Because of a failing public education system. Bam! I wish I had my air horn. Bam, 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 bam. I mean, you ain't wrong, but it's because there's not enough money invested. In- there's not enough money. 
those corporate tax breaks. Okay, so what you're saying is we need to we need to get corporate uh uh <laughs> we need to get corporate interested in the school system. Please no. Get, Please, no. get the sounds terrible. Let's, let's have AT and T sponsor uh local no. high schools. No, 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 no. They actually no. totally they actually totally do that. I, I don't think want IBM that to has be a, a IBM has a whole high school like you you don't think I noticed that Coke machine always sitting in the the front of my school building that was always freshly stocked and had this like almost glowing aura about it while a bunch of thirsty as shit high schoolers are drinking out of shitty water fountains. That's not exactly Preach. what I was talking about. I know. But... Anyways, let's talk about some shows or endless podcasts. Let's see. <laughs> Just saying, we've been here like an hour. Um, Zach's well, got to get going to his family. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting that Zach has a family. My bad. Um, he likes okay. his family for some reason. My my heart out was at noon, so. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's like any like really big stuff any of us have actually like any like huge movie releases. Like I saw Captain Marvel, but. I don't I really like know how. Like not have a, I feel like we're not talking about the elephant in the room. LOL. Uh, the Game of Thrones premiere. You mean those two really uneventful episodes? Thank you. You know, a lot of people I talk to do not agree with me, and I am happy that Doug agrees with me. That they were like interesting, but there was so much. I guess I there was so much like <laughs> what, what makes an event? What makes an eventful episode? I don't know. They were just really like Brandon knighted fulfilling one of her fantasies. A woman in the sex of her sexual identity. Um, John oh, realizing oh, that he's king, um, like officially. Um, okay, Zach's you know, like, a lot. Here's here's what I think. A lot of people think the eventful episodes are like the big, but I see those as just filler episodes. I really like oh. they're cool, but I don't care about them as much as. Like this last episode, you gotta care about the characters if you're gonna. Otherwise, if you kill them off, it's just Transformers. See, I guess the one thing I would rebut to that is the fact that like this last season has what six episodes? Yeah. Instead of instead of the normal eight, it's a shorter run, technically speaking, right? Yes, six. Yeah, four more episodes left. My my, that's my whole thing. Is like you kind of can't. You kind of can't see the battle part as like the filler stuff when the entire like see okay so this is season 8 right so pretty much all of season 7 was without that stuff and you got all the not battle stuff and to tout this last season as the as six episodes and everything's coming to fiery conclusions and that's what all the fucking advertising has been about and to have two episodes in which I would actually very much say like 17 relative sentences to the plot. And otherwise it's just kind of all the actors standing around and being like, Oh, your contract's almost up. Yeah. Mine too. And we're, we're having a lot of fun. <laughs> I, um, I have several points of, I would disagree with you there. <laughs> First being last, last season had a lot of big higher episode does basically this, army of six or seven dudes against all these that was pretty good and they had the scene where danny like roasted alive like the lannister army like that was really good that was good too 
You know, so they have some big stuff. You know, and but again, uh, they're they're touting the next episode as the longest battle thing ever filmed. Like, yeah, so isn't clearly that they're enough? hanging their hat on it. They're going to give you a whole episode of a of a battle, big battle episode in episode five. If I if I'm betting, so. Well, let me put some other let me put some other context to this, Zach, and maybe it will make slightly more sense. Really disappointing about episode one, which I guess there's, I guess maybe it's my fault, or you know, I guess just in the, it's the internet's fault, really, is like episode one would have been way more cooler if, I mean, I guess there's no way around it. The whole like big secret of everybody or most Game of Thrones fans have known for a long time that John was a Targaryen, so that whole episode like was so surprise. Surprise, Jon Snow is the name of the entire series. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. You're a song of fire and ice? Oh my god! If nobody had known that, then that would have made that episode, like, mind-blowing. But other than that, it was just like, wow, everybody... People have known that since 2004. Like, since the the second book came out, so... But, like, the, the episode felt like that put a lot more gravity on that shit than the audience did. Yeah, but it wasn't, that wasn't an episode, that wasn't a revelation for the, there's a reason why they filmed it almost expression. It wasn't because what Sam was talking about, we already knew. So it was, okay, how is John going to react to it? That was the interesting part, you know? (laughs) His reaction is, oh, I've been fucking my aunt. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah. Whoopsie. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty big note. I feel like they haven't addressed that, but. They haven't had time. They they were talking about it, and the war horn went. Oh, they'll address it in that fucking prequel series. That's going to be awful. I don't. I don't know. It'll probably be fine. I don't really plan on. I'm not. I'm like whatever. I don't really care. I want it to be all about the Mad King, and then they explain everything about him, and now he's not cool either. <laughs> he has. There, he has a couple of cool moments in the books. Uh, the Mad King. He does. He I does. Want Robert's Rebellion as a prequel. That's what I'm interested about. I want I a whole. I want a whole. Epi- I want a whole series about Ned Stark, and it's called Everybody Hates Ned. And <laughs> everybody hates Ned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what I. But want. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I've always been more of a book interested person when it comes to a song of ice and fire so i take the i take the shows with like a grain of salt but but that's my whole thing is like i read this really awesome book like seven years ago called a song of fire and ice and then i bought the other four books and now all of a sudden this fucking tv show is astronomically further ahead than any of those books left off yeah but that's not that's not the showrunner's fault george said Okay, I'm gonna get the books done, you know. So the idea, the, the original plan was to have the the final show would come out, but then George got lazy and he took forever writing it, and now they the showrunners don't really the showrunners and George R. R. Martin don't really have a good relationship anymore. Uh, like they're contradicting each other on certain things. Did you uh, did you guys see that uh, Conan sketch where like basically they they had these like the sketch about like hiding a bunch of security cameras in George R. R. Martin's house 
and it's just a body double. It's not actually him, but like it just yeah. while during the show, it just randomly cuts back and he's just like jumping on a trampoline or like reading a magazine, yeah. like anything that's not writing the book. Yeah, that was a really um, funny sketch. Actually, I was telling Brandon this joke. I would desperately love, actually, if like the final climactic battle was saved until like the end, 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 and then it's about to happen, and then it cuts to credits, and then it says, uh, "New Game of Thrones novel, a Target exclusive, <laughs> out now." <laughs> I think it, how it's gonna happen is like this episode will be a big battle. Episode four will be like, okay, let's talk about some shit. Episode five will be a big battle, and episode six is like, where are they now? Like where Harry Potter. Now? Harry Potter. Oh, fucking like years later. I want. I wanted to cut to a bunch of gravestones. <laughs> They're all dead. The system, They're all the system's dead. Broken. <laughs> and that's like the whole thing. Want- it's like you know, if Danny just becomes queen. That's not like a really good ending. Or if John just becomes king, that's not really a very. No, it is the not. Show, this whole show is like, oh yeah, there, there's a broken system here. How do we yeah. fix it? Uh, the the way you fix it is every single character dies, all of society crum- uh, crumbles, and then a new society society starts. I mean, I don't know how the Knights Kings, uh, you know, I don't know how their society is run, but you know. Maybe it's maybe it's better than what we humans got going on. Maybe I imagine they just like stand around all day until it <laughs> they just kind of stare at the floor. That's kind of what I'm. I don't know. Well, I think the White Walkers have some agency, but definitely like the Whites, they they're just well, yeah, mindless. The zombies do. I know. I yeah. guess. I mean, like, I guess it's not. They don't show like I don't know. They don't. I feel like they don't have emotion, or they don't show like social. I mean, we obviously don't. Well, they have. Much, they obviously have some culture. They have. They have a language system. They have rituals. They have, um, you know, you know Bert- the forethought to make uh, intelligent decisions when it comes to military operations. So, you know, Brandon, you. I think you hearted killing machines. I think you just struck on a very interesting point, though. I think I would act. I think that's what I actually want is I want the Ice King to win. I want everybody to die. And then I just want like two episodes of all of the White Walkers just kind of sitting at home, drinking a coffee, kind of staring out the window for a while. (laughs) Occasionally grabbing their pitchfork if they hear like a rustling outside of their house. So you thought these previous two episodes are filler episodes and, and that's what you'd like instead. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah, something that's at least interesting filler instead of all these characters we How know the where they are drinking coffee interesting filler because I haven't seen that I've seen Jon Snow brooding and fucking his aunt I've seen fat guy being like oh my dad will love me someday oh JK your whole family got killed off screen you didn't I've see seen that that was the first time he, he found out in a really sad way but I'm saying family tragedy is not a not a new thing to Game of Thrones. That entire series is about how the main character dies in the first season, and then the rest of the show is about his loser family. <laughs> the show is about vengeance and redemption, and there's a lot of themes to it. Yes, there is. It's a big gumbo pot of themes. Yes. There's a lot of they they sprinkle too much incest in it. It's tasting a little sour, but besides that, it's it's fine. Stereotype of stereotypes. There you go. So, who do you think? Like, okay, who's your number one person 
It's like this dude definitely gonna die. Arya. This one hundred percent. Like about this this episode. You think it's Arya? Arya. Arya for it's sure. So I think she's. She- she is, so gonna get, she is gonna get. She is gonna get every safe. limb ripped off her body, and she's gonna get like burned alive, and then like she's gonna no. get eaten. Arya, I think, is the only is gonna be one of the few people to survive the entire season. Have you seen her like in real life outside of the show? She looks like an entirely different human being. Yeah, she's just a like lot. a twenty-two-year-old person. Yeah, a lot of them do. I think. Right. What about? Well, obviously, I think John. I think John and this Daniel episode. Death is yeah. I think John is 100% safe. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think. If a, if a Wait, character... Say, sorry, was your question who was going to die or who was going to live? Who's going to die this episode? Oh, who's going to die? I think... Aria. <laughs> I think most of the people in the uh, fireside chat scene. Really? I think maybe one I... or two of that group, but I think most of them. I think if I anyone think Peter has... Dinklage's character is the only one that's going to survive. If I'm being like a hundred percent real, no, I think Jamie's a hundred percent safe. I think Jamie's safe, but everyone else, yeah. Because if, if, if I think if a character has any resolution, they're going to be fine. Like Theon's plot is some is is done. He can die. Brienne's plot is kind of <laughs> done. He she can die. Like Tyrion still has unfinished business. John and Danny are like a hundred percent safe because they didn't end up fixing like their problem. Um, Miss Sandy might die. You know, Grey Worm might die. Jorah, I think, is a hundred percent dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's dying right now. <laughs> Theon was like, "Okay, you know what? I'm gonna like he's him Jorah- and his twenty dudes." <laughs> I think Jorah was dead as soon as Sam handed him his sword. Actually, uh, I guess since we're taking these bets, do you think it opens with a death? Like a major character like just dying on screen like immediately? I know. I think they're all going to die in the battle. Yeah. I, I see like little moments. Like you get like five minutes of like individual characters. Like you see Barrack light a sword on fire and take out like 20 dudes. And you see like... You know, the Hound killing one of the White Walkers before going out, and you see, like, Theon. What I think would be cool for Theon is his whole thing, his whole family thing is what is dead may never die, but rises stronger. Um, So, like, I think he might die, but, like, come back and, like, kill one of the White Walkers. So, I don't know. They should they should bring back Littlefinger and have him just die again. (laughs) His body is probably not that cold, like... Him and like Rickon Stark definitely can come back yeah. as zombies. That'd be pretty good. You know who I want to see as a zombie? Hundred percent. I've been waiting for it. Hodor. <laughs> Where's he? Been? That'd be pretty good. He he held that door and then died. He's uh yeah he's he's still like right there. <laughs> but like a zombie Hodor and like Bran seeing that shit. Oh, what if he's still like stuck under the door too? He's just dragging himself. It's a good it's a good back shield. Yeah. <laughs> Hodor, man, they change his name. Hold the door. Hold the door. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. You guys are great. Yeah. All right. Good talking everyone. Yeah, thanks for a fantastic episode everybody. Uh so uh 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 uh, uh outros um
be sure to send us in questions folding up folding up questions at gmail.com we also have a fucking website where you can check out our stuff because we're real motherfuckers at alternativeinput.com um and let's see here uh so series spotlight does uh since zach has to run before either of us zach do you have anything you want to shout out that you've been eyeing otherwise or is it just game of thrones it's it's a lot of game of thrones also like is like a really funny show that definitely deserves like it gets a lot of emmy love but i don't know if it's super popular it's definitely one of the funniest shows i've seen out there in a minute um so watch Veep. It's great. Veep is great. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna head out. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Take it easy, man. Uh, let's see, Brandon. Do you have any series spotlights? Superstore. Superstore. Super Superstore on Hulu or NBC. That's that's great. Uh, mine is overly sarcastic productions on YouTube. Uh, it is this really awesome. Uh, like sort of video essay series between these two like veteran writers where they bring up like they have a show called trope talks where they actually break down like long-term tropes you see in a lot of media and stuff like that. And I, I think it's pretty awesome. They did one on pure evil where they actually talk about pure evil villains and TV show. Like they're truly cartoonishly evil villains uh, that like their entire motivation is, bah, I like to see babies cry, you know, stuff like that. Um, and, and and talking about how like a villain doesn't necessarily need complicated uh, complicated motivations or anything like that. In fact, in some cases, it's actually helpful if they are if you are truly intending it to just be a villain that everybody fucking hates and and the the audience needs to be against. Then pure evil is actually better in some cases. Like they just humorously laugh when they see like a building full of like small children just collapse and stuff like that. It, it's helpful sometimes for a writing standpoint. Correct. Uh, but yeah, over. I might look into that show. Yeah, overly sarcastic productions on YouTube. It's uh, it's very good. Uh, they have a lot of very it's interesting sar- stuff. Overly, overly sarcastic production yes and if you type pure evil you could even find that specific video yeah mm. it uh yeah good stuff uh thanks for a great episode brandon no problem hey there do you enjoy the content that we produce how about you head on down to patreon.com slash cof network Patreon page specifically for helping out our podcast, Floating Upstream, along with our sister podcast, Alternative Input, where we discuss video games and other such video game-related news. If you enjoy what we produce and you want to be able to support, any support would be greatly appreciated because it'll help us get better equipment and put out more episodes more often. And I haven't even mentioned the best part, considering when you subscribe to the Patreon, you actually receive episodes ad-free and earlier than the free feeds. You also receive exclusive content, such as future episodes of our Alternative Input podcast, where we actually discuss video games in a more in-depth way one-on-one such as this four-and-a-half-hour podcast where my brother and I discuss everything involving the Metal Gear Solid series. So again, head on down to patreon.com slash network.